Hey everybody, Ben Gothard here with another Project Egg interview, and today we're talking to Ryan Lee from Toronto, Canada. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Ben? Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Really do appreciate your time. So let's get started. My first question for you today, Ryan, is what is your story? Uh, so I, I guess uh, my story is I was at a time in my life where I wasn't really happy. I wasn't really happy with my situation. I wasn't really living life to what I thought I could live up to. And, you know, I was just in a position where I was just like, you know what, is this, is, is this all that there is to life? You know, is this all that there is for myself? And, um, and then I can't remember exactly how, but it's, I was on YouTube then I came across a video that was kind of uh, some of the powerful words just kind of stuck to me. It was just like, uh, in order for change to happen, you first must change. And that was really what uh, resonated with me. And I was like, you know what? Oh, you know what? Um, maybe I need to change myself or uh, change my environment. And that kind of sparked the idea of personal development. And this was in 2015 so about almost about two years ago uh and ever since i came across those words uh i've just immersed myself in the personal development world um just through books seminars workshops and all that stuff so that's awesome yeah that's awesome, yeah. That's awesome man so um if it, you know if you feel comfortable talking about this can you maybe take us through uh, a little bit of your childhood, where where you came from, uh, you know, what what sort of household you were raised in, and, and how that kind of contributed to who you are today. Uh yeah, for sure. Uh, so I mean, for myself, fortunately, I grew up in a, uh, I, I grew up in a middle class family, so it's not like, um, it's not like I there was never enough. Um, there there was always more than enough, uh, and but it's just the the mindset behind, um, uh, I guess my parents, it was just more so, uh, work, um, or sorry, uh, go to school, get good grades, uh, so you can get a good job and, you know, you can be just like us. We can be kind of, uh, have enough, right. Um, you know, I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special. Uh, my parents always would say, you know, uh, turn off the lights, um, finish your food, you know, just kind of w with that sort of, um, mentality. Um, you know, it's not like we were poor or anything uh, by far from it, but, uh, it's just, they, uh, be growing up with them. It wasn't exactly the best conducive environment for me to, to seek out personal development. It was just, you know, uh, stay comfortable with, uh, what you have, be grateful for what you have, uh, just kind of that fixed sort of mindset. So, I mean, I, it's not like I had a rough uh, childhood. It's, um, no, far from it, but, uh, just more so, uh, just be appreciative of what you have and, uh, be grateful for what you've got. All, all that, nothing, nothing like, oh, you should strive to be this or you should, uh, you should find, you should continually learn, um, you should continually be reading, nothing like that. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I do want to say that gratitude is important. 
And so, yeah. you know, that, that, that's never something that we should discount as being important, uh, especially for entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. But, you know, there, there is something to be said for not just saying, okay, I'm, I'm grateful for what I have, let's keep it there. There's, you know, I would rather be, I'm grateful for what I have, now let's keep going and, and you know, let's keep building and, and improving and doing that stuff. So, you know, I'm glad that, that you said that. Um, it's an important point. So, you know, you had, a, you had a, a good childhood, a decent childhood. You know, maybe there are some things that mindset-wise, you, you know, you wish you could have improved on a little bit earlier. But at what point did you realize, hey, I need to make a change? And, and maybe you could, you could tell us about the history, your history up till then. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's, I guess, uh, so both my parents are accountants and because of that, uh, I, they kind of pushed me into, into going into accounting and which I did. So I, universe in university, I went into accounting. I, I enjoyed it for personal reasons. You know, I, I liked it for myself, but when it came to, actually wanting to do it for other people I didn't have that drive I didn't I wasn't passionate about it and and so I wasn't very like I liked certain aspects of it but I didn't like the corporate aspect of it I didn't want to do it for other businesses other people um, I liked how a lot of it was applicable to myself but um, other than that not really so I graduated in 2009, and that was when the financial crisis hit. And, and so because of that, uh, pretty much no one was able to get a job. It was very difficult to find a job. And just it just so happened that uh, my – it was either my friend or someone else. I, I can't remember exactly who, but they sparked the – they gave me the idea of going abroad to South Korea to teach English for a year uh, just to let the economy kind of um, build itself up again uh, or let it, uh, yeah, just let the situation kind of calm down. And I was like, yeah, you know what, why not? Why not uh, give it a try? So I did that. So I went to South Korea for a year. Uh, I taught English, had a great time. And I guess that was kind of the turning point because the people who I met there were they were very different from my group of friends from back in Toronto. Everyone who I met, they were all new to me, uh, and it's just meeting people who are very different from myself. And you know, it's there's that saying you're the you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. And so these these people were, I guess, uh, they were the <laughs> I guess the five people who I hung around the most when I was in Korea. And, and so they all had a different perspective on life. They all had a different attitude towards life. Very, it was very, it, it was very different from mine, my, my views, my values, uh, not to say that they, they were bad. It was just different. Right. And so because of that, I was able to slowly break out of, uh, kind of my comfort zone. You know, I was able to do more things that I wasn't necessarily comfort uh, comfortable with back in Toronto but um so yeah just meeting fortunately for myself I met these group of people who significantly uh played a big role in my life 
And and from there, it just, I guess that's where the seed sort of planted in my mind of, oh, there's more to life than just what I know. And so uh, after that, after the one year, I went back to Toronto and I actually said, you know what, I, I really enjoy this. I want to become a teacher. So I actually uh, went to, to teacher's college. I became an, a, a licensed elementary school teacher. And then I came back to, uh, to to Korea and I took up a job at an international school. And basically, uh, just the, the school itself, just because of the position that I took up, I just felt like, you know, just some things were unfair and uh, at the school, I'm sure there's, you know, every, every school, every company, every, everywhere you work, you're always going to get politics. And I'm not saying that, oh, it was just a nice, you know, that everything else besides schools or they don't have politics, which I'm not saying it's, I, I understand everywhere you work, you're always going to have some sort of politics involved. And, and so it was just, there was a situation that I didn't really like and, uh, you know, that just made me really angry and kind of furious. And then after the two years there, I actually went to China, uh, to, to teach for, uh, to teach at a different international school. And that's where, uh, that's kind of how it all really came coming down <laughs> where I was in a situation where I just didn't want to be in. And I was just like, ah, oh, you know what? I got enough is enough. And then that's when the words, uh, if you want change to happen, you first need to change. That's when those words kind of just really resonated with me. And so, you know, I want to, I want to ask a few questions about, about that time you, you just, you just talked about, you said you went to South Korea to teach English for a year, uh, study abroad. What did you, what did you really learn? And I, and I, and I know you said that you were exposed to different mindsets, so that kind of helped you break out of your own but what else did you learn you know what what other what other skills did you pick up during that time um, that have now contributed to to what you're doing today yeah uh definitely uh being extroverted you know so one of my uh one of the persons my friend at the time who i don't really talk to anymore but my friend at the time he was very outgoing extroverted very social and for myself, I was very introverted. I was very just stick to my uh, comfort, stick within my comfort zone, just do what I know. But he was very outgoing, extroverted, very social, and just hanging around him, I, I was able to, you know, just learn, uh, learn from him. You know, it's not so bad. It's not so difficult to to go out and socialize, just to kind of break out out of your shell and just start talking, uh, just being around him. And in addition, he did kind of, in some sense, um, mentor me. He did give me a lot of advice on, you know, why I should just break out of my, uh, thinking or my, or my shell. Um, but in addition to that, it's also that, uh, in terms of learning, what else did I learn? You know, I used to think that Toronto was the center of the world because prior to that, uh, prior to my experience, I've never lived abroad. I've never lived anywhere else. You know, Toronto is my home. That's all I knew. And so once I lived outside of Toronto, it's just my mindset changed. It's just, wow, this, uh, the world is 
so much bigger than what I think it is. So that was, I think that was the biggest lesson that, you know, just because I was born and born and raised in Toronto, doesn't necessarily mean I have to go back or stay and, and live there for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Now you talked about uh, being extroverted and how you develop that skill over time. You know, for, for entrepreneurs, being able to put aside your your introverted part, right? Because I do think that we both have a little bit of introvert and extrovert within us. But but when you're an entrepreneur in crunch time, sometimes you have to make you have to put that introverted side up, you know, to the side and really let that extroverted piece of you shine. What advice would you give based on your experiences to help somebody let that piece through and, and, and really develop that extroverted side? Yeah. Uh, so every book, every video, every seminar that I see um, on, you know, just kind of taking action or uh, breaking out of your shell, they all say it's very important to your success. Um, There's this other day. The other day, I was watching this video. It's a it's a clip. Uh, maybe a two-minute clip that Grant Cardone, uh, he's uh, a real estate investor, um, a big salesperson. So he puts out this video of him in New York, and he's just uh, he's just talking to the camera, and it's and he's just saying, you know what, you you gotta just break out of that shell. You just have to do it. You know, if you want to be. Uh, if you want to be where you are or if you want to be where you're currently at, then just do the same thing. But if you want to make uh, a big – if you want to change, then you better start coming out of that shell. And so there's this one part that was kind of inspiring where he just walks onto the street and he raises up his arms and, and then he says, what's up, New York? And he <laughs> – with no, I, no shame, no – you know, just all this confidence, he doesn't really care. And, you know, it's just that sort of confidence uh, and that sort of uh, commitment to getting himself out or purposely breaking out of his, I guess, uh, introvertedness, that it, that is what I could, I, I guess, share with others is if you get a chance, watch that clip of Grant Cardone. I mean, it, it inspired me, um, and hopefully it'll inspire others. But there's also there this one book, it's uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And there's, I, so I read this book about uh, a year ago, and he says, there's this one part where he said, your, your wealth zone is equivalent to your comfort zone. And when I, you know, when I read that, I was just like, oh, it kind of stretched my mind. It really made me think about, okay, you know, if I really want to become wealthier or not just with money, but with, you know, maybe with friends or health, you know, I got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you you talked about um, how you you took accounting in, in college and you liked it doing for yourself, but you weren't really passionate about it. Could you maybe talk about why passion is so important 
and why, especially as an entrepreneur um, or entrepreneurs, we need to really harness into passion. Yeah, so I think passion is everything because if you're not passionate about what it is that you do, if you're not passionate about waking up and wanting to do what you do, if you're not, if you don't have that drive, it doesn't matter how much money you're going to make from it. It's not something that you're going to want to continue. It's, you know, I, I'm sure there are, there are things that you just love doing, even though you don't get paid much from it or you don't get some sort of compensation from it, but you still want to do it. And I think that passion will ultimately lead you to one, wanting to develop your skills in that specific thing. Um, so you, you're not going to have someone to tell you, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's just you're going to want to do it on your own uh, because you enjoy it, you're passionate about it. And the second thing is when you are passionate about something, it's just you will you'll think of other ways to just – expand your mind in that certain um, with whatever it is that you're you're passionate about so whether it's uh, learning or whether it's meet meeting other like-minded people or if it's um, just connecting doing things for others for free then yeah it, it passion is is so important I think absolutely so you know I, I agree completely with what you said especially about the part of when you're passionate about something you find ways to branch out and almost see your passion in other things that are related to it, right? Yeah. So that being said, what are you passionate about? Yeah. Uh, so for myself, I I love uh, – I guess education is what I am passionate about. Um, so for myself, I really – I'm really passionate about making, I would, I'm not exactly sure if you would call it making a difference, but uh, teaching others or, you know, just trying to help others uh, learn, trying to make the world a better place. Uh, so I want to give back what I've been able to learn. So, you know, I, I spend all, a lot of my money and time on learning for myself, but I also want to help others, uh, learn from it as well. So just because I don't want anyone else to kind of experience the same sort of situation that I was in. You know, I was just, I had this job. I liked the job, but it's just the place that I didn't really like. So for myself, I was just in an environment that was just very kind of toxic, not really good for my health. And every day I just hated where I was, not not specifically the job, just I just didn't like my where I was living, and but I had to live there just because of my job, and you know, I, um, I and I knew for myself that if I didn't uh, take up this job or if I finished this job, that uh, it was kind of the end of my career, or it, it was it wouldn't have looked good for my for my career or resume, and so I just kind of had to endure it, but. Um, but again, I went through kind of a lot of, I would call it a hardship, uh, 
And so I don't want anyone else to experience that. And so that's why I created my website and try to help others um, learn and to grow so that they too have the knowledge that they don't have to be in a position that they don't like. There is no such thing as I can't do something. I, I'm in this, you know, I'm in this position. I don't like it. I can't do much. Oh, well, but that's not necessarily the case. You always have the choice. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm glad you mentioned your website because we, we talked a little bit about your past, uh, but, but I want to dig into what you're doing now and the exciting things that you're working on currently. Yeah. So right now I'm just currently working on uh, trying to, I guess right now I'm trying to post more quality uh, content. Um, before I would just, uh, I guess, I would just read a, read the book and then post, uh, type up, you know, just maybe a thousand word post. But right now I'm trying to make it a little bit longer so it's worth people's time to actually come to my uh to actually read it, to want to read it. Uh, so right now I'm just devoting more time to trying to make better posts or longer posts, better content, uh, trying to break down the points just so that uh, people can really just extract as much as they can with as little as time as possible. And I know people are really busy with reading. Um, for myself, I learned how to read quickly and, and so I, I felt, you know, I kind of feel obligated to help others who aren't as, um, who don't like to read, but are stuck. But, you know, I just want to give them that hope that, you know, it, it's just because you can't read, um, or you can't, you don't have the time, you can read the stuff on my site and then just kind of get the quick Coles notes and, and hopefully, uh, something that I write or talk about sparks that, uh, interest in personal development or sparks a the the idea that there you can change you can make your situation better so so uh, i don't mean to cut you off but but t take a step back if you will and um you know pretend nobody has heard of your website and and you know i'm sure they have but um you know maybe you could tell us what your website is and, and the purpose of it and you know how you got started and, and exactly what you're doing with it. Okay. Yeah. So I first <laughs> so I started this I started my website just kind of about a year and a half ago and it all started with uh, just Facebook posts. So I started two about two years ago was when I started to immerse myself in the whole personal development world, and that's when I started reading uh, uh, reading nonfiction books. Uh, prior to that, I hated reading. It it was just the school system that I grew up in just did not set me up to want to read. Uh, they always made me read fiction, and I hated fiction. And so, whenever I thought of reading, I always thought of, oh, you got to read this story that has no relevance to my life, or what are the literary devices of this novel? It's just, yeah, stuff I was not interested in. But uh, two years ago was probably when I picked up my first nonfiction book after uh, after having graduated university. 
And, and so it was from that one moment. Um, and, and again, this was after I heard those words in order for you to change, uh, first change. Yeah. First change must happen. And so I picked up this book and I started reading it. And then I learned that in order to retain more of the information, just it's, uh, one of the things that you should do is you should teach it to others or share with others what you learned. And so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll just write a Facebook post um, about it. So I just wrote, finished reading this book. And I just said kind of like a small review. And um, then I noticed that I got some likes and I was like, oh, sweet. Uh, that's I got more likes than I did with other uh, posts that I did. So then Again, I read another book, wrote up a little review or little some of the points that I took away from it, and uh, and I shared it again, got more likes, and then I did that for about maybe four or five months, and then you know I said, you know what, I'm just gonna start a blog. So I started a blog, and uh, and then pretty much same thing. I posted. Every time I finished a book, I would post on my blog, got likes, and then I decided to turn it into a website. And, and yeah, pretty much that's how it all began. It wasn't intentional. It just started out uh, as some small thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so what's the, uh, what's the name of your website? Uh, it's Books Takeaway. BooksTakeaway.com? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, yeah, I guess. The yeah yeah so yeah the the site is bookstakeaway.com sorry yeah no worries no worries and so what you're doing now is on that is you're helping people to um, save time by teaching them what's in the book itself right that's correct so basically I'm extracting the main points from the books to I give it to the readers just so that they are able to say, okay, you know what, this is, uh, that's what this book is, that's what this book is about. I now know what this book is about. I mean, because if you look at any book, nonfiction, they only, I mean, yeah, most books will only have a certain number of points to them. Uh, but in a book, they'll have maybe three, four, or five really good points. Right, and so that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm not trying to teach everything. I'm just trying to take the the big points that I thought were important, and just kind of write up, uh, write them up, and share with uh, my readers what those big points are. I mean, if you want the whole thing, uh, that's I'm I'm probably not the person to go to. But if you want the the main points, right? So I don't give a summary of everything. I just give. Uh, the main points that I thought were important. So they'll usually be about four or five or six main points. Absolutely. And so do you see yourself now in your, in your situation, do you see yourself as more of an entrepreneur, as more of a book reviewer, as a blogger, you know, because as, as we go along on our entrepreneurial journey, um, our image of ourselves change. So, so how do you see yourself? given what you're doing now I guess it would be uh, I can't really say I'm an entrepreneur but I guess 
I'm just a content marketer. That's that's all I am. You know, I just I read and review books. I mean, I'm doing I'm no different than some guy who's on YouTube just talking about a product that he bought, right? So but the only difference is that I'm sharing the specific contents of the book. I'm sharing the points whereas someone else who's reviewing a a uh I guess a laptop or a phone is they're just giving their impressions or what the phone's about. You know, I'm, I'm really no different from them. So I'm just a content marketer, but I guess the difference is you're taking away something more valuable. I, I can't really say more valuable because some people might find that their content more valuable than mine. But, uh, at the end of the day, I guess mine's more education related, whereas, uh, others is more consumption based. So at the end of the day, I'm, a, I'm just a content marketer with the intention of educating others on how to uh, better their situation. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, being a content marketer and educating others and trying to provide value to other people, that's definitely entrepreneurship. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count yourself – as not an entrepreneur, um, you know, doing what you're doing, you have your own website, that's, you have your own blog, you are providing value to people, your customers per se are the people who are, are, are your readers, are the, your, your community. And, you know, that in and of itself is very entrepreneurial. So, you know, I might challenge you to, to start thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur as well, um, just, you know, from our, from our conversation. But, you know, doing what you're doing and, and given the path that you've, um, been down so far where do you want to take this you know what's the what's the long-term goal for uh for uh books takeaway that's correct yeah yeah so currently i would just like to continue reviewing books but as i gain more traction um and i get more i guess feedback from my uh, from my audience uh, I'll kind of move into the direction that they would like to see. Um, but personally, I have thought about inter- uh, starting a podcast or starting an interview interview series with the authors of the book, if possible. I mean, some of these people uh, or some of the books that I, uh, I read, you know, they're from Harvard professors or they're very big influencers. And for me to try to get them, I might not necessarily be able to get in touch with them or they might may need may not even want to inter, uh, uh, have an interview with me but hey you know what who knows I, unless I actually try uh, we, we won't know but for for now just because of uh, where I'm located that's another thing because I'm located in Asia I I'm, I'm guessing that the it may it may not be true but I'm guessing that's because I live on the other side of the world currently, that finding a time to interview others uh, might be a little bit difficult because for them it might be in the afternoon and that's early in the morning for myself. And it's just, for me, at this point, it's not what I'd like to see, but uh, who knows, in the future, when I move back to North America, that's something I will consider more. But... Right now, uh, I just want to try to give as much content available on my Facebook page and on my website. So actually on my Facebook page, I do give out 
even more co uh, content other than just book reviews. So I'll you know have you know just little quotes, some things that I've learned, some uh, little tips and tricks that again that I've learned from either books or seminars. Uh, so my website's just mainly books that I read, but my Facebook page is where I'll talk about things that I've learned from all sort from all sorts of platforms, videos, uh, seminars, uh, some as well sometimes books, just other conversations with people. So yeah, my Facebook page is more for kind of general content that I've um, kind of consumed, but my website's just exclusively for books that I've read. Absolutely, absolutely. So you mentioned a little bit earlier that you figured out a way to read uh, very quickly. And, yeah. you know, one of the one of the names of the game of, um, you know, entrepreneurship and, and this this show in general is to provide value. So um, let's let's add some value to this call. Maybe give a little bit of insight on how people can read faster, how they can how they can consume and retain all that information more effectively and efficiently. Yeah. So. Uh, there's, so with reading faster, I actually took a course on how to read faster and I would, I would say just like anything else, your, uh, yeah, just like anything else in life, it takes practice, right? So it's not like, oh, there's this secret mag, uh, secret formula or magic bullet that's just going to instantly allow me to read faster, which is not the case because for myself, I've put in the time to, uh, with the exercises that I've learned, and basically, the exercise is—I don't know if there's a specific name for it—but uh, what you would do is you would time yourself. So, what you would do is you would read for four minutes straight. You know, so you would read a certain amount of text as much as you can in four minutes at a normal speed right so you read that at a normal pace for four minutes and then what you would do is you would mark your positions you'd mark your beginning and your ending position and then after you would read that for three minutes you would go back to the beginning and read that all for three minutes you're reading the same amount of text but this time in three minutes and then uh, after that you would do it in two minutes and then after that, you're going to do that in one minute. And so basically the whole point of this exercise is to train your eyes to move quicker, right? So a lot of us, we grew up learning to read with our fingers, you know, word by word. So that's one of the things. Uh, and when we read, we do something called subvocalization, And that's basically we're saying the words in our head as we read it. So it's like, oh, this is a cat, right? So we're reading with our mind versus reading with our eyes. And so that's what the whole point of the exercise is, is that when you read with your eyes, you train your, you train yourself to cut out that sub vocalization and you just read with your eyes and your eyes can actually process a lot more than you think you can. So that's the whole point of the exercise. It's, uh, when you when you read the same amount of text but in shorter amount of time, you train your eyes to move faster and to recognize the words just as quickly. 
So, I mean, again, this takes practice. It takes some time. Uh, for myself, uh, in the beginning, when I was reading at reading, uh, you know, a two minutes or one minute, the same amount of text, I, I had no idea what I was reading, but that's okay because in the beginning, you're you're not going to feel comfortable, right? Like in the beginning, everything feels uncomfortable. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the whole idea. But after a while, you'll start training your eyes to be able to move faster and process what you read faster. So there's a lot of other things, and I actually talk about that in my guide that I created, and. So I, I have a guide on how to read faster. Uh, that's some that's something that I talk about. But there are other factors that play into how you can become a faster reader. And how would somebody um, get this resource uh, of yours? Yeah. So on my website, it's uh, it, it's all on my website. There's a tab. Um, uh, it says read faster, and that's where I created a digital guide on how to become a faster reader. And this is, it's not just a rehash of the program that I took. It's basically a compilation of all of these strategies that I've learned from many, uh, many other people. So I've learned from books, I've learned from seminars, I've learned from uh, videos that I've watched. And it's just, I took what I thought worked for myself. And, you know, I didn't take everything from, you know, this one person or this person. There's only certain things that I liked from this, so I all I took the best parts that worked for myself. I, you know, I, I experimented on myself to see what worked, and so I put it all in this guide. And yeah, so it's all on my website. So for everybody listening, um, I'm actually gonna put the link down in the description below. So definitely go check out Ryan's website and go snag that guide. Um, if you know, you, you've been paying attention, you can tell that Ryan's read a plethora of books and he could definitely help you out with that and, and that is a great way uh, for a little bit of, for you to get a little bit of extra value out of this interview. So thank you very much, Ryan, for that. I do appreciate yeah. it. So, you know, we talked about your past, we talked about your present, we talked a little bit about your future uh, as far as what you want to do with books takeaway, but I want to talk about you personally. Where do you see yourself in the next couple years? What is what is the future hold for Ryan Lee? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I I'm currently in a situation that I really that I really like. I mean, I I've already I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I've been able to uh, take. A lot of the or, or answer a lot of the questions that I've had. So, in terms of I guess uh, my finances, my health, my relationships, um, fulfillment, career, uh, it, a lot of these questions that I had on just kind of life, um, life in general, they've been answered. So I'm not saying I know all the answers, which is I'm far from that. It's I'll always continue to learn, but now that I have that kind of uh, stepping stone, um, I'm now in a position that I really, I, I enjoy going to work. I enjoy waking up uh, and wanting to, you know, live life. Uh, but I guess for the next couple of years, uh, I don't really see much of a difference um, for my life other than just, um, I guess, more growth in myself in 
in the value that I provide to others. Uh, just I'll be living healthier. I'll definitely be um, living. I'll be wealthier. I mean, I'll have more uh, streams of income or passive and active streams of income coming in. Um, I'll have uh, great relationships with others and I'll be, you know, I'll be happy. I'll be in a place that I'll actually want to be in. So yeah, that's, that's the plan for two or three years. I don't really see much of a change because I'm in a position where I, I enjoy my, uh, my environments. I enjoy everything that I have. Yeah. So not much of a change, just a little bit. I'm expanding in myself as a, as an individual for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you found and, you know, kind of a, a point in your life of, of contentment, of happiness, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, regardless of what you're doing, if you're not happy, you know, it's time to make a change. But, um, you know, from from the, the book guy, from the uh, the book reviewer, the, the one who has read and reviewed so many books and who's now starting to teach people how to read faster and, and improve their, their learning, what would you say are either the top three or top five books that you've read in your lifetime okay uh wow okay top five it depends on what you want um but i guess for books on life if we're talking about life in general then i would say uh the one thing by gary keller the one thing he basically talks about the power of focus so the power of focus and how we believe that multitasking is good for us, but he kind of debunks that. He says, no, it's not multitasking. It's the power of focus that will get you to where you want to be. I mean, if you think about anyone who's successful, they're only really known for one thing. You know, you got Michael Jordan. He's known for basketball. You got Oprah Winfrey. She's known for being a a top um, a talk host or she has her own TV show. If you think about Einstein, he's good for, you know, E equals MC square. They're only really known for one thing or w one industry. I mean, example, uh, example. Yeah. Michael Jordan, he tried to play baseball and he, and he wasn't really good at it. Right. So he's, you know, so basketball was his one thing. Right. You'll have other people who say, you know, I can do many things. Yeah, you can do many things, but you won't be uh, a master at it. You won't you won't become um, the best that you can be if you focus just on one thing. So the one thing is one of the book, one of my favorites, uh, The Power of Focus. OK. And the second would be The Magic of Thinking Big. So Magic of Thinking Big, it just talks about how your mindset is so important. And I love the introduction. And he basically says uh, there's a salesman and he's doing five times more than everyone else. And why is that? Why is he doing so much more than everyone else combined? And he says, what, is he smarter than you? And then by our stand, by our tests. No, he's not. He's in fact, he's just average. Is he better? Look, is he five times better looking than everyone? And everyone's like, no, I don't, I don't think he's 
does he have five times the better territory than everyone? And everyone's just kind of like, no, I don't think so. So then it was just, they, they ask all these questions. So if nothing about him is really five times better than all of, you know, the rest of you, then why is it that he's able to do five times uh, more in sales? And then he just says, well, he thinks five times bigger. And I thought that was just really amazing. So your mindset. So this book, Magic of Thinking Big, it's a book on mindset, but it's also a book on life. So I really liked that. Uh, the third, this one is kind of business or finances oriented. And it's uh, Robert, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, he just talks about how if you want to get out of the middle class life or get out of that sort of fixed mindset on finances, then you got to do all of these certain things. You got to uh, start becoming an investor, uh, investor as in you take your money and put them into uh, assets that produce income rather than just blowing away your money. So I thought that was really, you know, I mean, all, a lot of books on investing, they kind of talk about the same thing, but it was just him who was able to write it in a way that really, that I really resonated with. So that was a third. It's not, so that one's a book on uh, money and a little bit on life. Uh, the fourth, I would say, is Grant Cardone's Sell or Be Sold. Uh, he just talks about, even though the name is, uh, it, it sounds like it's a book on selling, and in some sense it is, but he also talks about how selling is needed in all parts of your life. Doesn't matter if you're selling a car, or you're, or you're selling a cell phone, you're selling dishwashers, whatever. I mean, you're always selling to someone. You're going to be selling to your wife. Uh, maybe you're going to be selling to your children. You're going to be selling to uh, the clerk. You know, you're always going to be selling in some form, whether it's uh, whether it's an idea or a product or service. You're always going to be selling. So he just kind of talks about the importance of sales, and he goes through some techniques on how to become a better seller or salesperson. And so that really opened up my eyes. You know, if you want to. If you want to get more out of life, you need to know how to persuade. And if you uh, and to become a better, I guess, persuader, you need to know how to sell. I mean, you're, you are selling people on an idea. And then the last one, I would say, oh, the last one is, I would say it's uh, the fast mil, millionaire fast lane. I forget the guy's name, but oh, oh M, MJ DeMarco. Yeah, that's right. MJ DeMarco. And this book, it's one of the very first books that I've read. And it was recommended to me by my friend, one of my good friends. And he said, oh, I, I just finished reading this book. It, changed, it didn't really change his life, but he said it was an amazing book. And, and, and so I read it. It's a book on business and life. And basically, if you look at the three types of people and how they're living financially, that's uh, he breaks it down so well and that you could be living like most people who are just blown away their cash or you could be like uh, some people who 
you know, save example, 10% of their check and then uh, a paycheck and, and then invest, take it and, and invest it. Or you could be like the people in the fast lane who start a business and uh, then become super rich. And he basically, the book is about him and how he started as an entrepreneur. He was a no one and he saw some person with a Lamborghini and he built up the courage to just ask him, hey, what do you do? Uh, how'd you make your money? And then that just kind of uh, started from there uh, and how he became successful. So that gives you, that book gives you, gave me a lot of hope. It's just like, oh wow, you know, he can do it. He was a no one. Uh, based on what I read, he said he was, he didn't exactly live in the best uh, or he didn't have the best environments growing up. Uh, and so I was thinking, you know what, you know, my childhood sounds better than his and how come he's able to do more than I am? You know, I, I'm not living up to my potential based off of him. Like, I know it's not, it's not good to compare, but I'm just saying, Maybe I'm not living up to my own potential. Not, I'm not saying, oh, I got to beat him. I'm saying, oh, you know what? If this, just based off of this person, and he was, a, if this person is able to go from nothing to to something really big, then why can't I? Why can't I go from, I guess, a middle class to to uh, to whatever, right? So uh, that book gave me hope and gave me a lot of insight on how, how, how to grow yourself. That's phenomenal. So, um, you know, I, I really do thank you for giving such a good in-depth, uh, recommendation list. Um, now have you ever considered writing a book yourself? Uh, at this point in time, probably not, but that doesn't mean in the future I won't be writing my own book. I mean, uh, I just feel like I don't have enough content or knowledge to be able to write a book. I mean, see, the thing is with books, there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of research that gets put into it. And for myself, I'm not that type of person to write fluff, to write stories. I'm just, I'm more of a, these are the facts. Here's what you need to, you know, uh, here are the main points. I'm not going to write a story. I'm not really big on that, uh, but I do understand for books, in order for them to sell, people really like stories. I mean, and that makes sense. People always connect to stories. Uh, so, for but for myself, I don't like writing stories or adding fluff. And so, at this point, maybe not. But who knows? For the future, I might. But yeah, we'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. That's fantastic. So. Uh, I just I have one more question for you, man. I really do appreciate your time. Uh -huh. um, but is there anything about yourself that you think is an important part of who you are that I did not ask you about today? In other words, what did I miss? Ah, uh, that's uh, what. What did you miss? Let me think. That's a <laughs> as a. I don't know. I I. It's really difficult because it's kind of—is it self-serving to say I'm humble? Because <laughs> I mean, because or is that kind of uh, not um, not being humble by saying I am humble? Um, I I don't know. I mean, that's really difficult to say. It's just I, I'm just being who I am, trying to help others, just trying to make this world a better place, uh, just trying to make it better than it was. 
Um, and yeah, and just trying to help help the quality of people's lives. Uh, I, I was once in a position where I didn't like my environments and I felt trapped. And I don't want anyone else to feel that way. So that's exactly why I'm so fueled to write this stuff and, and hopefully gets into the, the minds of people and say, you know what, I can up, I can better my life. You know, even if, uh, even if it means taking time, uh, taking my own time to write it up, that's fine. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I, I love, uh, educating others. I like making a difference in others, other people's lives. The, it's just really intrinsically rewarding when people say, oh, you know what, thanks for, uh, thanks for writing up that post or thanks for, uh, letting me know about that, you know, just, or I like, I liked your, uh, that book review it was awesome. It just feels good. So it's very intrinsically motivating. You know, even if I, I, I mean, I make, I make no, pretty much no money from my website, uh, other than from the sale of my, uh, of my guide or yeah. Um, but other than that, it's not, you know, I don't really make much. Um, but I, I like doing this. So it's just, I want to help others in one way or another. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So, you know, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and maybe they have more questions or they, they just want to connect, what would be the best way that they could do so? Yeah. Uh, so you can email me at uh, bookstakeaway at gmail.com. I don't have a, an official like uh, Ryan at bookstakeaway.com. No, I, uh, my website's very simple. So yeah, just email me at bookstakeaway at gmail.com or you can check out my website at uh, bookstakeaway.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well and I also have a Facebook channel. It's Facebook and the backslash uh, books takeaway and that's actually where I provide even more content so more and exclusive content so if you're interested in getting if you like my stuff and you want more then yeah uh, please like the page so you can get notifications of whatever it is that I upload or uh, post up there fantastic fantastic so all of those uh, links are actually going to be in the description below I encourage everybody to connect with Ryan great guy he can teach you a thing or two about learning and reading and all that good stuff and uh, definitely head over to his blog because it could save you some time and uh, you might you might learn a thing or two so anyways ryan it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today i really do appreciate your time and, and the value that you provided and to everybody listening i just want to say thank you um you know i get a little bit sentimental at the end of every every interview but you know i really do appreciate everybody that's listening and, and i appreciate all the support that you've given so far. Uh, you are the reason that we do this. Um, you're the reason that this all happens. And, and so I want to thank you for that. And, and, you know, thank you for staying with us. So this has been another Project Egg interview. And we've been talking with Ryan Lee from Toronto, Canada. Thank you so much. Have a go. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Ben. <laughs>